0: episode eight of college students talking life money and other stuff presented by star to black my name is tyrell andrews and i'm alexis leonard and today we're going to start we're going to talk about home buying basics so um personally i've never bought a home but um i've experienced a few people buying homes uh particularly some family members that have bought homes um always like you're always the first thing you want to you know do when you buy a home is before you even like as soon as you like i think i want to buy a home the first thing you should do is look at your budget like that's the absolute first thing anyone should do in buying a home it doesn't matter if you're willing if you're trying to build a home or just simply buy a home pre-owned already you still need to look at your budget because your budget is the ultimate deciding factor when buying a home um people like you also want to make sure that your budget isn't so compacted so like after you buy this home you still want to retain money you don't want to have your whole check spent to home payments and bills like in like your few wants or needs that you have you want to still be able to retain money even after buying that home so that's something you also need to realize and recognize before buying a home
1: uh yeah man. But- always keep your budget in mind you know we've been talking about that a lot Uh, that's one of our main focuses is to try to get you to stick to your budget and everything and we hope by the time you are trying to buy a house um, that you have a budget in place and you have been sticking to it and you understand it Uh, and then something that can change your budget is your mortgage you're going to probably go into your bank and ask for some kind of loan that's typically Mm -hmm. you know your mortgage payment Uh, But always keep in mind, you got to keep things realistic. If you're buying a house for yourself, just you, you know how much money you make. Uh, Let's say you make $45,000 a year. That's pretty average household income for one person, I would say. Maybe a little bit more, actually. Uh, You you know what you're going to be able to pay for your mortgage. So don't be looking for houses that are $500,000. Because a lot of us watch those house flipper shows or those, I don't even know what they're called, honestly, on the Travel Channel, where a couple comes in and one of them is uh, an artist. uh, Let's just say they they do clay sculptures. (laughs) And then the other one is a personal chef for an ex-rock star. And for whatever reason, they somehow... Are looking for a house for two million dollars outside Orange County. Um, I doubt that's going to be you. It might be. I don't know your life. Um, If you are an artist who focuses in clay and you are making millions of dollars per year, please let me know because I will get right on that. (laughs) But if you are not, and you know you have a more realistic budget and you have a more realistic outlook, look for houses that you will be able to pay on. Don't get yourself in debt just because you want a nicer house you can always spend a few years at one house and then sell it and get a different house you know the house market's always popping off (laughs) it doesn't really matter now there's always going to be times where you know it's not as easy to get a house but uh, the house market's something that's that rarely rarely goes super down
0: yeah Um, I mean honestly like the only time usually like the house market is very unique because usually when the like for instance the house market is probably like the most people more people buy homes during it when, when like we're having issues for instance so like during these past these past few years with the COVID uh, more people have been buying homes like you've noticed you've heard a lot of people saying I'm going to buy a home I'm going to buy a car all these like these big loans that people want to get they're they're being low they're at a lower rate because of COVID. And so they're causing people to buy all these homes, which in turn is ramping up the home price. So like after COVID, you're going to see homes that may have been worth less before, worth a little bit more because of how many people were buying the home. And um, also what's unique is that the home, so like for instance, when in 2008, for instance, we were having issues with people buying homes and mortgages and stuff. And so we had to make sure that the home that the um the buying process of, of of homes was still viable for people our age. So there are in in our area. So like there are very there are loans just specifically for places like rural areas like Jonesboro surrounding Jonesboro that are for people to buy homes. These are called FHA loans, and these loans are for rural areas. So like you go and you apply for the loan, and then you can either build a house or you can buy a house in that area. And so like there are specific there are. There are a type of tools out there for you to buy a home if you're our age. Um, Another thing I would very, I would also pay attention to when buying a home is that you don't, if you if you already have, you already own a home, and you're planning on buying another home. Be sure that you and you have no intent of keeping that other house. Make sure that you sell that house before, because if you if you don't sell that house before, you could potentially end up paying two mortgage payments and. You have to pay two mortgage payments, two insurance payments, and all these things because you have two homes and one of them you can't sell or you're having difficulty selling. And so you can save money in your budget by doing that. And sometimes some people just can't hold on to two homes, so it ends up crashing their budget as a whole because you're having to pay a ridiculous amount of insurance for the home that's not unoccupied, and then on top of the insurance you're already paying. And, like, home insurance is something that you have to have within the first – most most loans, most, like, people that give loans are going to want you to have home insurance for that first year at least. And so that's something you have to look – you have to look into that thing, those things, and make sure that you sell that house before because it will be detrimental to your budget.
1: Uh, Yeah, you don't want to be paying two mortgages at once. Uh, I've never been in that situation, but I can just tell you right now, that's probably not the best situation to be in. Um, when buying a ho- home, uh, I talked about a little bit of like, if you're buying it just for yourself, but you might have a family, you know, I don't, everyone's situations are different. You might have another income. You might be, I don't know, backing off of a family member or something or a friend. If you do go into a deal with someone else, always keep in mind, um, just keep things open. Let's just say you and your best friend, you guys are going to buy a house together. I've heard many college students say this. Uh, you guys are going to go to grad school together or something, and you guys just want to buy a house in Little Rock, let's just say. I've heard this story a ton of times, and you're just going to split the money on the house, and then when the time comes and you guys have both got your degrees, you'll just sell it together. Well, that's great, but <laughs> in those couple years it takes you to get your master's, Make sure, you know, you and your friend are still friends <laughs> because you yeah. got to sell a house together now. Right. So once you go into a deal, a contract deal with someone, you know, be adults, everything like that. Um, something else, a realtor team. I don't know if a lot of people understand what realtors are, because if I'm being honest, I kind of didn't up until just recently. And I didn't know it's like a whole team you hire like a couple people to help you out if you're being smart, and you can just hire the one and I'm sure your realtor will do their best because that's their job. but if you listened to or watched our workshop, you saw that um we had a couple people listed. we had the realtor we had the the inspector uh your insurance agent should come out as well um and then any uh, the that You're going to be in touch with your bank or whoever you get your loan from. They probably won't come out to inspect the house, but they might. But <clears throat> the realtor will do most of the work for you. They'll get in touch with the licensing agent for the house, and they'll show you all the options and the locations and the prices, and you guys will go together to open houses and stuff like that. That's really cool. My favorite out of the team, I guess, is the inspector. Because, like, honestly... I like that's something I do myself because when uh, you move into your dorms, right, you always have your RA or whoever gives you your key. They always say, "Here's this piece of paper. Look at it, and if anything else is wrong, come tell me, and I'll write it down." Uh, and so, like, I've uh, I've lived in let's see, I've lived in uh, University Hall. I've lived in North Park Quads, and I've lived in Collegiate Park. Now, I've not had anything like detrimental or anything. But I lived in Clegent Park for the past two years, and I have this one drawer outside my bathroom. It's got like that wood panel or whatever, and you just tug on it, and it's a drawer, right? Well, the wood panel, it skews, right? So if you tug on it wrong, you're going to have like a lopsided drawer or whatever. That doesn't really matter, right? Um, that didn't even tell my RA because it, it doesn't matter. But if something like that happens in your house, that's something you you got to let the the seller no, because like you don't want to be pulling on like cabinets and the cabinet door fall off. And then if you've already like bought the house, it's your, it's your job now to replace the cabinets. Mm -hmm. So that's why you and the inspector need to go through the house, you know, that you're looking at and make sure. And the seller should tell you like, Oh, we had water damage here at some point, but we replaced it. Everything like that. They they should be upfront about everything, but again, not everyone's going to be. So
0: that's why you hire the inspector. So they know. Like, you, know, you like friends, like a good thing about inspectors is that, like, they're gonna look for things that we don't normally look at. So, like, they're we're not gonna sit and be like, does this wall sound weird, you know? But they can tell those things, they can tell when there's something in the wall that shouldn't be there. And so, that's a really unique thing about inspectors is because, like, we won't sit there, you know, and be like, this wall isn't supposed to be here. Why is this wall here? You know, they're gonna, but they're gonna know these things, like, they're gonna know the signs of toxic mold that may be in the home that you miss and then you buy the home and then you're, you start getting sick. Like that's something that inspectors are going to look for and they're going to make sure like all the pipes are good. They're going to make sure there's no carbon monoxide leaks. All these things are going to be inspected and they're going to make sure that it's not, it's okay to live there and that it's a good home to buy. So the so inspections are, are one of the most critical parts of the home buying process for most people.
1: You know who I would want as my inspector? Who? I want Dwight, Dwight Schrute. <laughs> Okay. When they go to the, the dinner party with uh, David Wallace and he's in there and he's like, just the one window in the spare bedroom. See, yeah. that's what my inspector needs to be asking about. The, <laughs> about the, oh he's oh. up on the chimney.
0: So like the house we like we currently live in has like five windows on one wall and it bothers me. No. too. <laughs> Literally five windows on one wall. Like it's, like, it's like, it's it's kind of an open floor plan, but it's not completely open. So it's like this wall that divides, like, the living room and, like, the kitchen and the dining room, and then it's just five windows on that one wall. And I'm like, <laughs> why do you need this? Like,
1: oh why do you need
0: windows on one wall? But that's just something, you know, that, that, that could be, like, that's my thing. Like, I don't think that should be there, but it's not necessarily a problem. Like, they're right. not... They're not unsealed or they're not broken. So that's not a problem. I mean, it's just like a personal preference that I would not like five windows (laughs) on one (laughs) wall. That's crazy. Uh, I don't think a lot of
1: the stuff is like, just make sure you check it out before you buy it. Cause well, after Mm -hmm. you buy it and after you sign everything, that's all your problem. Like painting the walls. That's not that's Yeah. You pick the color. But yeah. like Tyrell said, like the pipe's not working. Well, <laughs> that's someone didn't tell you and you didn't take the time to look at it before you purchased.
0: And also, like, some sometimes buying a home is risky. Like, sometimes they don't allow a specter. So, like, especially with auctions or foreclosed homes, sometimes you're not allowed to go and see what's in that home. For me, that's a little risky. Like, I, I don't, yeah. I wouldn't, like, I, that's just too risky for me because I like things that I know are going to be a certain way. So if I'm buying a home that's either an auction or foreclosed and I walk in there and it's, it's like completely trashed, I'm going to be a little upset. And so like, I feel like it's more of a gamble. So like you could, you could buy the home of your dreams from an auction or a foreclosure for like a low reduced price, but you can also buy the home of your nightmares. <laughs> like you right. can also buy The worst home ever from an auction with the outside looking like it's this grand home, but then the inside is like trashed. <laughs>
1: Uh, I can't tell anyone what to do, but I would recommend probably not buying your first real house from an auction. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those are probably for people who are looking to slowly renovate a house. Mm Because, like, even if it's trashed, I mean, you can go about it at your own pace and everything like that. You're looking somewhere to move in right away. I would call up a realtor and be like, This is my budget. This is the area I'm looking at. Can you help me? And if they can't help you, they can't help you because maybe what you're asking for isn't available at the moment and everything
0: like that. Um, Also, like auction homes, like there could be people living there, like foreclosed or auction. There could still be occupants there living as if they're paying rent and then not knowing that the home is in foreclosed until it's sold. So, for instance, on TV, on Shameless, you know, they were sitting there, you know. Just chilling, and next thing you they know, they're, ha- they're home foreclosed on because their uncle who owned the house, they he didn't pay his bills. or so got foreclosed on and got sold to another family, and so they had to like I didn't know that. Yeah, they had to like beg the guy to like sell them the house, and so like, well, like to-
1: I-, I didn't know that was possible. That just seems kind of crazy to me that someone can be living like, there.
0: Whatever. Like you would think that like as an owner, you would notify them that they're being for like you know your home's foreclosed That's on, right? But they didn't like you. Just you just didn't. So like now you're renting this home. You have a renter's contract, and it's null and void because the house is someone else's. <laughs>
1: uh, it's, there's also something we didn't talk about this in the workshop because it's a little different than, uh, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, renting to own a home. I mm-hmm. have known a lot of people that try to do that instead. Um, I don't know if it's just the, you know people i have known that have tried to do this but that doesn't usually work out mm-hmm. um rent to own basically i'm sure you can tell by the name but you you're, you rent for so long um and that money goes towards you purchasing the house right so like if a rent on this house is normally three hundred dollars let's just say you give four hundred dollars a month and instead and you're slowly that extra 100 dollars per month is going towards like a bill for you to own the house right the problem with this is that's more money for rent per month yes some of it is going towards your purchasing of the home but i have always found that people find renting to own a home too expensive and they they think it will be better for them in the long run but it's not it's kind of like when we talked about Car, car payments and people think if they do less for a longer period it'll be better for them but it's not because in reality you're you're paying you're paying more it'll take you longer to do it and it's you you end up paying more um and it's the same kind of concept so I've never actually I think I've known a couple people have tried to do that and none of them have actually ended up owning the house and that's not because mm-hmm. the owner was like being shady, it's just because they can't afford to live there anymore, and they have to forego their like not purchase agreement because no one signed anything, but like the intent to one day purchase the house.
0: Yeah, I know. Like rent to own is one of those tricky things. Like, cause I've we've I'm like my my mom's thinking about buying a home very soon. It's like she's been researching these things. Like she she said she's not doing rent to own, but like, but like it was interesting researching that with her because is it, it, it's, it's interesting because like some people have rent to own contracts so like you actually sign something saying you're going to do that most people don't it's so like most yeah. people it's just a verbal agreement and it's nothing exactly. and so that's when it becomes a problem like with that verbal agreement there's nothing that you can say when you go to court saying you know i said i was gonna buy they said they were gonna buy this house they didn't i want my money it's so like there's like it's it's more of like when they when you don't do that, it's more you're just walking away. Yep. See, most, like the only people that we saw that did like contracts for it were like contractors. So like people that were building these homes for subdivisions and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, But like most people, a lot of people don't want to buy a home from a, in a subdivision because like they all look the same. That's one thing I've been hearing a lot lately is they all look the same. I don't want a house that looks the same. And so like people I don't get don't, that.
1: I don't care if my house looks the same as my neighbors. I prefer it.
0: I'm kinda like I'm I'm kind of on the fence with both because like I love the way they look. I love these houses. Like I love the little cookie cutout. I love them. But also like I'm like, I like things a certain way. Like I want like I feel like it's more of less like you want your your own vision of your home. So like for me, I have a vision of the house I will one day build or own. And so like I want that. I don't want (laughs) anything, you know, you you know so. this are like some people have thought of the way they want their home done, and that's what they want. Or like it's just little quirks and stuff. And I I don't understand yeah. the the not looking alike either, because like honestly, you know, if your house look everybody's house look the same, the robbers not gonna know which one's yours. I mean, that's <laughs> I mean, all right, think about it. If they know your physical address, you cannot differentiate those houses
1: oh my gosh <laughs> i think pe- people have this like kind of like you said this romanticized idea of like the exact house that they want uh and mm-hmm. a lot of the times those houses are kind of old looking at least in my opinion yeah. people like colonials people well i like how tudor tudor houses looks um look oh, yeah. i would never i would never buy a tudor house but because you know why because they're old and the upkeep on those they're just ridiculous i oh. i don't see uh if you go like i go downtown st louis sometimes and those houses are beautiful and brick and glorious and it would be amazing to live in one but i won't <laughs> you know why because i'm not paying for the upkeep on those old things exactly. and you, gotta, you gotta keep that in mind too if you're buying an older house um i don't know some old couple is trying to downsize and they've got this great three bedroom house that they've lived in since they were 20 themselves and you're like wow this is it for me and the the old man has kept it afloat all these years and as soon as the old man leaves everything breaks and now it's your job to take care of everything that's broken and I don't want to do that I'm 22 and I'm not trying to take care of my house I'll I'll clean it. it I'll clean it but I am not trying to do anything else to it so Keep that in mind when you're trying to buy a house, too. Maybe you'll like the
0: subdivision stuff because right. they all look the same and it'll look great. Yeah, one of my aunts, she has, like, one of those old Tudor homes. Like, it's not really, like, a. It's, it looks Tudor on the outside, but in the inside, it's just, like, wood. Like, everything's wood. Like, wood no, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, she has walls, obviously, but, like, it's just a lot of wood paneling up there. But it looks really good because it's not, like, it's not like wood paneling like you would vision. It's more like it looks like a seamless piece of wood it's like it was wood paneling but it, it's there and it's like it's real pretty but like her upkeep for that home is ridiculous like it's a very large home and so like she has to put a lot of money every year into getting those it, she literally has to get her floors on every year because it's so much wood every that year people, wow yeah it's so much wood and people walking on it, it scuffs it up real bad and she's very yeah. picky about that but also like when you're buying a home if you have a checklist of things you want in that home and they're like they're like there's a large range of things you may want to narrow that down because like finding yes. a home with a pool uh seven bedrooms like i just like not less absurd things but things that were are going to be hard to find in your area and you know they'll be hard to find in your area you may not find those things and like that's something that we have to accept you know when buying a home is that you're gonna take losses you're gonna not get everything you want so like for instance If I was to buy a home, like I would want, you know, a very large kitchen, a walk-in pantry, all this crap. But I know that if I bought a home, that's probably unreasonable to have because not a lot of people do those things. And I want a basement. Not a lot of people have basements around here. Like that's not something that's common in Jonesboro. It's like I know that if I bought a home, I'm probably not going to be able to find all those things in one home. So maybe for me, I feel like I will end up building a home one day.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, speaking of basements, I was going to bring up basements, too, because if if you have lived somewhere your whole life um, and then you move somewhere else and the houses are built a little differently, you have to keep that into consideration, too, about the upkeep and the cost and everything like that, because uh, I lived in northeast Arkansas most of my life. But I also uh, spent a great deal of time with family in Missouri and they have a basement. And I love their basement. It's cool in the summers, and it's freezing in the winters. Um, So you got to keep that in mind, even if you have central heating and air. Keep that in mind. Same for second stories. Second stories in the summer are hot, 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 hot. And they're usually cold in the winters. It's it's hard to keep those things regulated. But for a basement, at least, I don't know, in a place that rains an okay amount, they've had so many problems with flooding, and it's not – Basements just flood, and I I don't I can't tell you why I don't know what happens to them, but they've had so much water damage to the floor and to the walls, and you got you got to replace it.
0: One of my uncles so like they're living in Louisville, so they get a lot of snow, and then it melts, and they get a lot of rain. One year he sent us a picture of his basement, and the water was to the level, like it was to the level of his house, like the water wow. was high. So, like, they lost everything in the basement. Oh, like, they just lost everything because they didn't have, like, they didn't even have a chance to get everything out because the water was pouring in so fast. Right. Because, like, and, like, now he has, like, a pump system down there to pump the water out, but, like, sometimes it still gets overwhelmed, and he just loses everything every once in a while. And like, you know, to us, that's just like a mind boggling thing that you just lose all you continue to put stuff in your basement and then lose mm-hmm. it all over again. But like, for them, that's just like what they have to do. Like they have to take that risk because they want to finish their, they want to finish the basement.
1: Right. No, I have not had um, experience with that heavy of water, but I know it's rained hard there. And uh like it's a basement it's like a big rectangle right so the whole like right side of the rectangle that's where like a couple bedrooms are like the floor you just can't even walk over there and you mm-hmm. have to just go in there and take everything out and move it to a different part of the house it, it, because for whatever reason it, one half of their basement just floods like way more i don't know if it's the hills their house is kind of built on a hill i don't mm-hmm. know i
0: feel um, like there's like a fix for this like i feel like there's a fix <laughs> I mean, probably. <laughs> i have, don't know what it would be i mean maybe get some of that flex seal and spray on it <laughs> <laughs> i guess just spread
1: everywhere yeah um and uh, second stories i don't know those are is it's not like floods but i'm telling you even if you have central heating and air it's hard to like regulate your house so keep that in mm-hmm. mind if you're buying a house with more than one story, whether it be a basement underneath or a second or third story even i'm i, I i've been in an attic so and those are not air conditioned so uh yeah so honestly i think that's all the tips i got just that's all keep, i got too so keep everything in mind and if you're moving somewhere keep that in mind and your budget call up your realtor oh uh, please watch out in the next week or so we're going to have an exclusive interview with a realtor miss yes. maria markland she's um, from jonesboro and so she's going to answer some questions we may have and hopefully maybe you guys had that we didn't answer and she's a professional and she'll be able to knock everything out for us
0: yes she will thank you guys for coming